Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's make this confession of faith together. It's right there. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. One scripture I want you to look at, go to Genesis 12 and 2. Genesis 12 and 2. We're in week three of our series, Go Greatness. Can I tell you this series, I've gotten more, uh, this week somebody uh, threatened me and left a voicemail, about two, three minute voicemail threatening me. Now I'm used to getting threats, I'm used to people saying stuff like that comes to the territory. But I said, we must really be messing with hell. Uh, in no other series have people made uh, t- threats because they don't like the fact that I'm teaching you what the Bible says about what God's promised you. Amen. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. T- touch your neighbor and say, we must be messing with something. And, and let me just be clear. I won't stop. I can't stop. We true soldiers. Nah, 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 nah. Would you look at your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who we are? Say, God's called us to be great. Tell them, say, God's called us to be great. Say, for his glory, not ours. Smile, church. I ain't going back and forth with you. Genesis 12 and 2. And I will make of you, who that is? Us. A great nation. That means everything attached to you will be great. And I will what? Bless you. Say, I'm in power. Say it like you mean in 915. Say, I'm in power. And I will make your name what? Great. Touch your name and say, your name's going to be great. So that you will be a blessing. Say, I'm not trying to get blessed. Say it. I'm not trying to get blessed. Say, I am a blessing. Say, I am a blessing. Say, I am a blessing. 
Say, no longer broken. Say, I am a blessing. Say, no more breakdown. Say, I am a blessing. Give God some glory in here, 915. Father, speak to us now with clarity that we move and walk in what you've ordained. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're in this series called GOAT, which is a pop culture acronym for the greatest of all time. We've learned that great, watch this, it means unusual, first rate, very good, more than, mighty, and far beyond average. Here it is again. Let's back that thing up. Unusual, which means your life is not supposed to be usual. Stop trying to fit in with what you're supposed to change. Then it means first rate, which means you're supposed to be the best at whatever you set your hand to. When they look at you, they ought to know something's different about you. Watch this and how you do what you do when you do what you do. Please understand, if nobody's talking about you for what you do, you must not be that gifted. If nobody's making up stuff about you for what you do, you must not be that gifted. When you're first rate, that means you're going to be the first one to take ridicule. Y'all not talking. When you're first rate, that means you're going to be the first one uh, that have people trying to stop you, trying to block you, and trying to knock you down. But would you just lay your hands on yourself and say, but I choose great. Thirdly, it means very good. Watch this. When God looks at you and I, he sees our gutter. He sees our mess. He sees our failure. But he still says it's very good. Can I tell somebody in here, God is very proud of you. He's proud of you because, watch this, you went through pure D hell and you're still standing. He's proud of you because you could have quit. You could have thrown in the towel. You could have said, I ain't going to church no more. You could have said, I give up on God's people. But you're still here and you're still standing. I need you to know that God is proud of you not because you did everything right but when he looks at you he sees some greatness then it means more than more than what I am more than the hand I was dealt I am more than the mess I've been through I'm more than the challenges that have come my way and then it means mighty the only way you find out if you're mighty is that you got to be placed in the middle of a fight because that's the only place you'll see might sometimes God needs you to see the fight that's in you by placing you in the middle of a mess the only way that you know that you're mighty, watch this, is when your back's against the wall and you're in a corner and watch this, you don't have an option to run. Can I talk to some people, watch this, where you didn't have the luxury of giving up, you didn't have the luxury of running, you looked at other people that gave up and said, man, that'd be nice, but I can't do that. Let me talk to a single mama where you couldn't throw in the towel. Let me talk to a single father, you couldn't throw in the towel. Let me talk to a married couple where you couldn't throw in the towel because you decided, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, say, I'm more than... Then it means far beyond average, which means your life, everything about your life should be far beyond average. Now, here's what I need you to check out. This is a promise God made to Abraham. We just read in Genesis 12 and 2. But Galatians 3.29 says that this promise also applies to us. Say this applies to us. It Say it again. Say it applies to us. It says, and if you are Christ, which means if you are a Christian, and if you're not a Christian, in a few minutes, I'm going to give you an invitation to become one, so this promise applies to you. Because if you're not a Christian, none of what I'm saying applies to you yet. But if you become one today, all of what I'm saying applies to you. Would you just touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, he's talking to you right now. See, because some of you thought I messed up too big, I, I, I did too much, I screwed up too much, I, I said too many crazy things, and there's no bouncing back for me. I'm here to tell you, baby, as we get ready to go into the second quarter of this year, you're about to see God take your life to a whole nother level. Why? God says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made new. He says, you're Abraham's offspring. Watch well, this. Uh, uh, I says, heirs according to what? promise what does an heir mean whatever was his is now yours 
So what was his in, uh, in Genesis? A promise. So whose promise is that now? Ours. So you cannot say God doesn't want you to be great if you can read. You know the problem we have? The problem we have is that when you believe in Jesus, people think that that means that you're supposed to be broke down, busted, disgusted, and messed up, and then you die and you get to heaven. That ain't what this Bible teaches. This Bible teaches that, watch this, I'm not trying to die to get to heaven, but he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means I'm living well to bring heaven down here, which means I'm not trying to wait to see God do something great. God says, I want to do it right here, and I want to do it right now. Somebody holler right now. Right now, 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 now. This doesn't mean, hear me, 915, great doesn't mean no gutter. It means that despite the gutter, life is still unusual, first rate, very good, more than, mighty, and far beyond average. Let's take a 10-second praise break for people who can say, even when I factor in my mess, life is still unusual. Even when I factor in who don't like me, it's still first rate. Even when I factor in who walked away from me, it's still very good. Even when I factor in what I lost, I'm still more than. Even when I factor in the hell I've been through, I'm still Somebody say, I know that's right. There's a man, there's a man in the Bible named Nehemiah. His journey starts as a cupbearer for the king. Literally, he is the cupbearer for the king. His job for the king is to bring the king his cup when he's thirsty. But watch this. That's where he started. Don't, don't, don't you ever despise, watch this, or mishandle when you're holding the cup. If you can't manage small you'll never be able to handle great. Y'all not talking to me. If you can't manage serving somebody else, you will never qualify to have people serve you. Y'all ain't talking. If you can't manage down here, stop asking God to take you up here. Is there anybody, watch this, that can give God praise, not for up here, but that can give him praise for your down here? Y'all playing with it. Where are the folk that can say, thank you that you kept me down here so I learned how to serve, so I learned how to be faithful, so I learned how to be diligent, so I learned how to be excellent. If I can't manage small, I'm never qualified for great. This man, Nehemiah, he's eventually promoted to be governor, and he rebuilds a major part of his city that was destroyed by fire in 52 days. <laughs> Check this out. It was impossible because he was rebuilding an entire wall that was destroyed by fire, and he did it in 52 days. Prophesy to your neighbor, say, you're going to get it done quickly. <laughs> Try another neighbor that'll say it with a little extra on it, say, you're going to get it done quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know you had a five-year plan to get there. You better expect it to be done before December 31st, 2019 comes. <laughs> I need some faith in this room. I, I know they say it's supposed to take this long and you got to work through this, that, and the other. But God says, I'm about to do something great through you, which means it's not going to take me that long. If you believe that, throw your hands up and say, I receive that. Yeah, baby, what was supposed to be five months will be five weeks. What was supposed to be five weeks will be five days. What was supposed to be five days will be done by the time you leave church. Somebody holler, I receive that. Watch me. He, he, he. He does it in 52 days, and his story is just like ours. But before we see his great, let's go see his gutter. Because people ask him, Nehemiah, how are you going to do that? Boy, you're a cup holder. Watch this. You don't have a college degree. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You messed up. 
Watch this. You got kids. Watch this. You, you did this. You did that. You made bad financial decisions. You made bad investments. You had bad friends. Watch this. They're saying, Nehemiah, how are you going to do it? And the first thing you need to know is that, watch this, great people speak great words. Great people declare great words. Say, great people declare great words. Watch Nehemiah's response in Nehemiah 2 and 20. Watch his response. I need you to flow with me. Watch his response. They said, Nehemiah, how are you even going to do that? You don't even have the money. You don't have the resources. You don't have the experience. He said, uh, let me help you. He says, the God of heaven, he will make us prosper. How are you going to get it done? God going to do it. I know, but how? God. What's your plan? God. Who you depending on? God. Who you trusted in? God. I tried leaning to my own understanding. I tried leaning on to my own background and that didn't work. But I'm convinced that in 2019, not by might, come here, not by power, but by his spirit, say God's going to get it done. How you going to get them student loans? God's going to get them done. How you going to get that degree? God's going to get it done. How you going to bounce back from that divorce? God's going to bounce me back. Somebody say God's going to do it. The God of heaven will make us prosper, and we, his servants, will arise and build. He said, but you ain't got no claim to this part. Somebody say, God's going to do it. Great people first declare great words. You need to start declaring some great stuff. When, you, when the question of how comes up, you just need to say, God is going to make it happen, and I'm going to build it. Notice, he didn't say God's going to build it. He says God's going to give me what I need to build it. Come in, 9:15. Some of y'all are asking God to do something that ain't his part of the deal. See, you got to do everything you can do, and then God says, I'll do everything you can't do. Who's excited about the fact that God says, I'm going to do the stuff you can't do if you'll do the stuff that you can do? Somebody holler, God's going to do it. Nehemiah 6:2. So watch this. Whenever you're doing something great, you're going to have enemies. You're going to have obstacles. So watch this. Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, come and let us meet together at her precarium in the plain of Ono. But they intended to do what? Do me harm. Nehemiah is writing his own story. Which, which you need to understand. God ain't letting your enemies write your story. God ain't letting your failures write your story. God ain't letting your haters write your story. God is letting you write your story. Nehemiah says, watch this. These jokers wanted to meet with me, and they wanted to meet with me in the plane of, oh, no, because they wanted to do me some harm. Here's the, here's the second thing you need to know is that great people defeat great distractions. How do I defeat great distractions? Anything that ain't got anything to do with me being great, here's my response, oh, no. It's called a plane of, oh no. Some of y'all keep saying, oh yes, and you need to say, oh no. You're saying, yes, 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 but I'm going to tell you, there's some stuff you need to say, no, 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 no. Come over here and let's go back to drinking, baby. Oh no. Come over here and let's lay down together because we both feeling lonely. Oh no, y'all not talking. Don't go to church today. Oh no. Don't give today. Oh no. Don't serve no more. Oh no. Give up. Oh no. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, oh no, oh no, oh no. When discouragement tries to beat you down, oh no. When depression says, come here, let's have a meeting, oh no. When your family members try to talk you down, oh no. When you're great, you got to defeat great distractions. Look at verse 3. And I sent messengers to them. Follow me here. And I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work. Here's the message. And I cannot come down. Why should the work stop 
Well, I leave it and come down to you. Catch the message, 915. Come down for what? Stop praising for what? Stop believing for what? Sit at home and cry all weekend because somebody said something crazy for what? I need you to lay your hands on your neighbor's shoulder and just say, come down for what? Come down for what? You've been coming down for the wrong stuff. And I'm going to tell you that was then and this is. Nehemiah said, I come down to you for what? (laughs) So, So here's the third thing great people do. Great people do great work. Everything you do should be good. If, if what you do on your company ain't the best, you ain't doing it right. People always say, I, let me get this project to them because they get stuff done. Because when they could short it, they, they say, oh, no. Come down for what? Practice that phrase right there. Oh, no. Come down for what? One more again. Oh, no. Come down for what? Because see, some of y'all, as soon as you leave church, you went over there to that harvest with that bishop form and telling you you're supposed to be great. <laughs> and here's what you're going to say oh no come down for what they're going to say well God can't use you you messed up too much you cussed too much you this too much you that too much <laughs> oh no come down for what I got to teach you how to respond because this is how great people respond watch me John 14 12 this is Jesus speaking truly truly I say to you whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do And watch this. Read it. Greater works. This is why I don't understand about people who have a problem with this message. Jesus said, greater works, what? Then these will what? He do. Who's the he? Us. I don't know what's greater than raising somebody from the dead. Because it's not greater. Watch this. It's not greater because of quality. It's greater because of quantity. See, back then, it was just him. Now he lives in us, which means we're a mighty movement that when he moves, we move just like that. When he takes a step, we take a step just like that. The reason we can do greater works is because there's greater volume. And when the world sees us, they're going to see him. That's the reason you couldn't quit. You didn't even know people were looking at you. You didn't even know some of them unsafe folks on your job were looking at you. They were looking at you trying to watch this, figure out whether or not your Jesus was real. Trying to figure out whether or not what you prayed was the real deal. And I'm going to tell somebody, God says he's very proud of you. And you passed the test and you qualified. But Bishop, I stumbled. Yeah, but you kept going. But Bishop, I dropped the towel a couple of times, but you picked it back up. Why? Because you were able to say, oh no, come down for what? Verse 4. Nehemiah 6, 4. And they sent me four times in this way. I need y'all to flow with me. And they sent this four times in this way. And I answered them in the what? Same manner. Here's your problem. Not you, your neighbor. You spiritual. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm spiritual. Say, but you. Tell them, say, but you. Say, we praying for you. I'm joking. Don't be offended. Everybody said that to somebody, right? Check me. Watch this, guys. Your answer changed. See, the first time discouragement came, you said, oh, no, come down for what? The second time, you say, oh, no, come down. Third one, oh. Fourth one, ooh. Here's what you need to know. 
enemies repeat until they see your resolve. When I receive notice about a particular threat to come my way, I smile. And I said, oh, what an honor. That's the first one of the year. And somebody said, are you okay? I said, oh, God, I'm honored. I said, I'm that much of a threat? Oh, no. Come down for what? Why am I telling you that? I'm telling you that so that you understand how to respond every time something keeps trying you. Because some of y'all, watch this. Here's where you're at. If they try me one, and let me tell you what you're going to say the next time they try you. Oh, no. Y'all ain't talking. Oh, no. So the next time somebody comes to you with some gossip and some mess and some drama, they're going to come again and again and again. Some of y'all folks been trying to slip off in your DMs, and you need to realize they're going to keep trying until you keep saying, oh, no, come down for what? He said, I answered them four times. Four times. The same way. Somebody said the same way. Touch your neighbor and say, don't change your answer. Verse 5, in the same way Sambalot, Sambalot, for the fifth time, woo, sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand. Say five times. I got. By the way. By the way. That's my response to the movie. I, I just. At first, I was like, this is good. This is good preaching material. I'm going to change Sunday's message. And by the end of it, I said, oh, no. <laughs> come down. <laughs> All right, watch. Watch me. His enemies come to him five times. What's an enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. Any noun that opposes your forward progress. Check it out. So they came at him five times to try to distract him and get him to come down. How many times? Five. Why does the Bible tell us that they came five times? Because five is the number of grace. Five is the number of favor. Which means God says the reason, watch this, let me help some of you. You keep dealing with the same problem. It's because God says, I need you to develop grace to handle it. <laughs> Be a good class. What do you mean develop grace to handle it? You're going to keep facing suicide until you're grace to pray it off other people. You're going to keep facing discouragement until you're grace to pray it off for other people. Notice it kept coming until they were graced to deal with them. And some of y'all, you'll be like, I thought I defeated that last Sunday. Why is it back in my face this week? Because God says, I need you to develop a grace so that the next time it shows up, you ain't even phased by it. You'll say, oh, no, come down for what? Next time they send you a crazy email, you'll just say, oh, I expected that. Oh, no, come down for what? I expected this. You took too long. Hurry up. Jesus told Judas, do it fast. You're wasting my time. Some of y'all need to tell some of them folks, you already know what the deal is. Hurry up. I already know you're a snake. Now, what's your next move? I already know you ain't loyal to me. Tell me what your next move is so that I can make my next move. Watch me. Watch this. This shows us obstacles are repetitive to test our resolve. Did you mean what you said? Were you serious about what you started? Here's the trip about these three enemies that he faced as I finish this in the next few minutes. Watch it. First enemy is named Sanballat. Sanballat. That means something that was bad that died that tries to come back to life. I got to give you the whole definition so you don't miss it. His name in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means something that was bad that died that tried to come back to life. When your past 
tries to come visit you. You need to remember why you made it your past. Over the last couple of weeks, my past had a meeting and they all decided to give me calls. <laughs> and what's significant about it is that whenever you see something old show up, that is because God is trying to do something new. Now, don't throw the baby with the bathwater out. Notice Sambalot was something that was bad that died that tried to come back to life. The issue sometimes we have is that we call the bad good and call the good bad. Sometimes when the past shows up, you need to watch this. You need to say, is this for me or is this against me? Yeah, y'all not talking. Some of them folk that watch this been trying to get back in your life. You need to say, is this for me or is this against me? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, 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 again, something bad that was died that came back to life. Now, second enemy is Tobiah. Tobiah means people problems. So the enemies that came against him were something that was bad that died that tried to come back to life. Second problem is people problems. People problems. It's where people start acting like they don't know. Anybody over the last 17 days, why 17? That's his number I picked. Anybody over the last 17 days, you had some people act like, if you don't know nobody, you're the person that we had act like you don't know. <laughs> Say people problems. And people problems can come out of nowhere. Like y'all can be had. Married couples, y'all can be having a great day, and then just all of a sudden, a, per a people problem pop up in your spouse, and you're like, where are you from? Your kids can be acting like angels, and then you wake up one day, oh, you lost your mind. Oh, that's what you done. Oh, you done went over to La La Susie's house, and you think you're going to come back over here acting like this here? I'm going to need some parents to talk to me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to low-key whoop your kids for you in church. I'm trying to do it low-key, low-key. Obeying all local, state, and federal laws. <laughs> I'm trying to be on your side. Say people problems. Here's the third problem. Uh, Geshen. Geshen, G-E-S-H-E-N. I'm trying to talk fast because I'm out of time. His name means rainstorm. <laughs> What's a rainstorm? Everything goes wrong at once. So watch the problems. The first problem is what? Something that was bad that died that tried to come back to life. Some of y'all, with some of these people from your past, can I just talk to you for just a second? Can I borrow five seconds? Oh, that ain't enough. Can I borrow five seconds? The only reason you think it was good is because it was familiar. When you really look back over the friendship, they were never actually for you. They were, what, they were for what you did for them. When you look back over the relationship, it was never good. It's just familiar. Okay, y'all don't like that. All right. Number two, number two, numero, numero dos. Um, numero dos, watch me. <coughs> did I get it? Uno dos, yes. I, well, I says, uh, number two, number two, people problems. People problems. I'm not talking about Personality conflicts. I'm talking about people problems. You're like, didn't I say this? You knew that. So what the problem is? 
Didn't we agree to this? So what in heaven is this? Third problem, everything that can go wrong, go wrong. This one of them days when you wake up, let me talk to a ladies for a couple of minutes. Ladies, make some noise for me. And I'm getting ready to close real fast here. Watch this. Ladies, um, this is where your hair don't quite curl right. Your makeup don't quite do right. You just say, forget the eyeliner. I ain't doing all that today. It's Friday. I ain't even trying to do all that. It ain't quite right. You, what you had picked out didn't quite come all the way up. <laughs> don't y'all look at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Your kids ain't doing right. You laid everything out and you wake up and they still in the bed sleep. Talking about, I thought we were still on spring break. I mean, you get in the car, you got to pray and fast because the light is on and it wasn't on last night. Are you catching the point? Everything that can go wrong. You walk into your office, the internet down, email down, phones down, can't get a signal. And that was the day you said, I'll do it in the morning when I get in the office. And now when you get in the office, it ain't working. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your service is bad at the Mexican restaurant. They brought you chips, no salsa. Sour cream, no guacamole. Fajitas, no tortillas. Are you catching the point? A rainstorm, a guessing is when everything that can go wrong. It's like literally, you pop up, then once you deal with that, whew. God, uh, if one more, I'm putting my phone on do not disturb. I'm shutting the email down. I'm I'm taking a mental break for the next 15 minutes. Did you just interrupt my 15-minute mental break? And here's what you need to say when you see Geshen. Oh, no, come down for what? I'm built to solve problems, so when they come my way, I can't get upset when I'm doing what it was I was created to do. Now, watch me. i got to finish this. Verse 8, verse 8, verse 8. Nehemiah 6, 8. You watch this? All right. Uh, Then I sent to him saying, because basically in verse 6 and 7, they make up lies about him. And they tell him the lies about him. You missed it. (laughs) Verse 8. Then I sent to him saying, no such things as you say have been done. You're inventing these things in your own mind. Watch this. I just want to check the room. Has anybody over the last 90 days had to deal with some folk where they're making up things about who you are and they're making up things about what you do? And watch this. Here's the insult. And they try to tell you the lie that they made about you. Y'all ain't talking to me. And I need somebody to know his enemies attempted to distract him with false accusations about who he was and what he was trying to do. But you need to hear me and hear me clearly. Let's go old school church. The devil is a liar. I need you to know that he'll try to lie to you about who you are and what you're trying to do. And that's why Revelation 12 twin says, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ has come for the accuser of your neighbor has been thrown down. Revelation 12, 10, put it up. For the accuser of your brethren has been thrown down who accuses them before our God night and day. Here's what I need you to know is that false accusations are the final step before manifestation. 
When they start lying, God's about to start lifting. When they start making stuff up, God's about to manifest. Would you shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off? Say, let them lie. Let them lie. Because God says, I'm about to use that lie to lift you up high. Somebody holler, yeah. yeah. Verse 9. Verse 9. I got to quit. Verse 9. So they, they do all of this. And watch what Nehemiah says. They wanted to frighten us. Thinking their hands will drop from the work. That's great, Revelation 12, 10. I need Nehemiah 6 and 9. Their hands will drop from the work, and it will not be done. But now, oh God, strengthen my hands. Yeah, y'all missed it. For they wanted to what? Frighten. Say your name. Thinking. Say your name. They're going to stop going to church. They're going to get offended. They're going to stop serving. They're going to get mad. They're going to get upset. They're going to get depressed. They're going to get discouraged. And they're going to drop what they were doing. Oh, God. But I'm going to tell you no more. Watch this. Spiritual abortions. You ain't dropping it this time. You're not dropping it. Y'all not talking to me. Somebody say, I'm not dropping it this time. I'm most of your failures, if truth be told, were because you started dropping stuff. But I declare over your life that in every hand that's lifted right now, in 2019, you're not dropping the ball. Your hands will not fall. In fact, God's going to strengthen your hands. If you believe that, say, Lord, strengthen my hands. Say it again. Say, strengthen my hands. Notice, y'all, he didn't ask God to stop them. He asked God to strengthen his hands. Are you praying for the wrong thing? Are you praying for him to remove the problem? Or are you asking him to strengthen you to handle the problem? Somebody said, that's the right prayer. And then here's where it goes. Watch this. In verse 10, they threaten his life. In verse 10, they hire this false prophet to prophesy and, uh, and say, come on in here. And they threaten his life. Watch his response in verse 11. But I said, this is the shout, church. This is the shout. You hear me? Watch. Verse 11. But I said, sit such a man oh! as I. <laughs> y'all playing with me. And y'all know I'm eight minutes over. But you look at your neighbor and say, you still don't have a clue who you sit next to. They threatened Nehemiah's life and said, if you keep on building this, we're going to kill you. You keep on doing that, we're going to take you out. We keep on doing that, we're going to do that. And you know what he said? Should such a man as I run away? And what man such as I could go into the temple and live? He says, I'm not going in. Look at me. Should such a man as you run? Should such a woman as you run? You're not understanding the message. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm not a runner. So oh, that's the wrong one. Touch another one. Say, I'm not a runner. For years, you used to, watch this, run away. But notice what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah ran against. <laughs> he said, I'm not running from my enemy. I'm going to face my enemy down, and I'm... <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, I'm not running away anymore. <laughs> say, I'm running against my enemies now. <laughs> Say, such a person as I. Say, I'm called to be great. 
Y'all are playing with it. Get you somebody that will agree with you and just say, I'm not running away anymore. No, I'm running against my enemies. I'm running against discouragement. I'm running against depression. Somebody holler, I'm not running no more. Watch. Verse 15 and 16. These are your shout verses. Somebody said, Bishop, when I come to church, I just want to sit and receive the word in my mind. And that's good. No, you're very airy that. That's good. No, I'm not, not even knocking you. That's good. But let me ask you something. You know a whole lot already. If knowledge alone was sufficient, then please understand that every intellectually uh, erudite and, uh, and intellectually prowessed person would watch this, would be walking in greatness. Is that happening? No. Sometimes you need to bypass your mind and receive it in your spirit. What's that? That's your subconscious mind. That's the you you are. Watch this when you ain't trying to be that you. What are you saying, Bishop? The reason I have you touch your neighbor and do all of that is so that you can hear yourself say that. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat its fruit. The Bible says that it's what comes out of our mouth that creates our world. So why do you have me touch my neighbor and do all that? It ain't because I ain't got nothing else to do. It ain't because I'm trying to use preaching tricks. It's because I want you to see what you say. I want you to possess what you're praying for. So I just need you to find somebody. It's cool if your neighbor ain't there. That's cool. That's cool. That's totally cool. Don't look at them crazy. Don't start no attitude with them. They'll get there after a while. But I need you to find somebody that you can grab their hand and shake it and say, I'm not running anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not running anymore. You're not running. You're not throwing in the town. You're not giving up. Baby, you like MC Hammer. You're too legit to quit. Somebody say it again. I'm not running. Say it again. I'm not running. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sit down, sit down, sit down. Verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. We don't stop. We can't stop. Oh, no. Come down for what? Talk if you want to. Oh no, come to lie if you want to. I'm not coming down. Wait. Verse 15. Verse 15. Say 15. So the wall. What you working on right now? So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elul. And what? 52 days. All 52 days he caught hell. Look at me. The reason some of y'all catching hell is because you're finally doing something. You're finally building something. You ain't just sitting at home talking about, Lord, come do it. No, you're finally doing something. And now that you're doing something, you have scared the hell out of hell. And I'm not cussing, it's Gehenna, hot trash. You have literally scared your enemy so that they keep messing with you to see if you're going to stop. And here's your response every time. Oh, no. Come down for what? Here go verse 16. Here go verse 16. You ready for verse 16? Now, this is a good shouting verse, and I had to quit because I got to, if you're taking Harvest you, I got to get you there. Everybody already knows Harvest you starts when I'm done. 
I wish I could preach 10-minute messages. I just, listen, I feel like I'd be cheating you. When you go to a restaurant and pay $100 for a steak, and they bring you the same steak you can get from the roadhouse, don't cheat me. So I just want you to leave full. That's all I'm trying to do. Just your neighbor say, I just want to eat good today. I don't want you to be able to say about this church, I went, but I didn't get none. Oh, I don't want you to be able to say we didn't feed you when you came. If you grew up in the South, everybody's house you go to, they feed you. And they don't care if you just ate. They don't care if you got five plates in your hand. No, come on in here, baby. Come on and eat. No, come on, get some of these boiled ham sandwiches. I got some ham sandwiches. I got some greens. I got some macaroni cheese and black eyed peas. Some... You made that? It's Tuesday. I... <laughs> Why you do all that just for Tuesday? Watch verse 16. And when all of our enemies heard of it, wow. See, you don't even understand. You're being studied. When all of our enemies heard it, all nations around us were what? Afraid. Look at me. Their enemies tried to make them afraid. And then, come here, pops from Boomerang. They reversed it. <laughs> you just do the hand movement and say reverse it. You, you, you got to reverse it. You got to reverse it. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes you got to reverse it. Watch this. Thank you, son. He said, he said, he says, and when the nations, let me just give it to him. Thank you. He says, and what, thank you. He says, all nations around us were afraid and they fell greatly, watch me, in their self-esteem. They attacked yours. And the attack they set up for you, God, I, I dare some of y'all that believe you're about to experience some reversals to just... And this is only for the radical ones. Hop up one time and just do a reverse. Just do. Reverse, reverse. Y'all not talking. Reverse, reverse. The attack you set for me. God is turning that thing. At and to you. Watch this. He says, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. So here's the last thing that great people do is they depend on God. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, 
If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.